The views expressed on this podcast belong to the Black Cinematic Universe and are not affiliated with or influenced by any other entity. It is intended for all adult audiences. We are just a few brothers trying to offer our unique perspective on topics that we all love. Those topics include movies, shows, and content related to comics, sci-fi, and pop culture, as well as anything else that may come across the radar from time to time. We have a lot to say about the world of entertainment, and we want to make you laugh along the way. Welcome to the Black Cinematic Universe. Sit back and enjoy. Welcome back to the Black Cinematic Universe. This is episode two. I'm Jay, and we got a packed show for y'all today. We got a ton of news. We're going to talk about a couple of trailers. We're doing Who's Got Next, and we're going to revisit one of John's top five in V for Vendetta and Back to the Future. I'm ready. Rob, you ready? I'm ready. Loff, you ready? Yeah, I'm in here. Dan, you ready? Let's get it going. Big James, you ready? Let's get it, fam. Big John, you ready? Ready to go. Let's go. Hey, live hit us with the news, man. Yeah, man. What's going on, fellas? How y'all been doing, man? What's up with your summer so far? Man, we good, good, man. Maintaining. Staying Still in trapped in the house. <laughs> yeah, man. It's it's rough being trapped in the house, man. But I personally think it might be the right thing to do. But it's just tough, definitely. man. It's summer, man. You know? Say summer. Yeah. Summer. You got you got to take this serious right now, man. Especially with somebody like me who got little kids. So, but he said summer, Rob. Summer. Oh, okay. No, no, my stomach was hurting. I was confused. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, the first thing on the docket, man, is some interesting news. Uh, they are currently out promoting this new film called The Old Guard. I think it's coming to Netflix. And uh, one of the stars of that, that film is Charlize Theron. In, uh, in, a, in recent interviews with her, she actually said that she's looking forward and would love to do Hancock 2 if Will Smith was down to do it. Um. Personally, I thought Hancock was a cool film. Um, but when she said that and I saw the news, man, I was actually like intrigued by that. I was like, yeah, that would be kind of dope. Um, if y'all don't know, Hancock came out in 2008. Uh, how would y'all feel about Hancock 2 coming out? Yeah, man, I, I kind of agree with you. I felt like that's a real good idea. Maybe a little bit late at this point. I mean, I, I would hate for them to have one of those transitions where it skips 10, 12 years. Like, I almost wanted to see how it continued from that point, but I, I guess they have no choice at this point if they're going to do it. I don't know, man. I, I have no interest whatsoever to see him. <laughs> you tell me the last movie that Will did within the last decade that was worth going to see. Yeah, I'm not going to get into decade? that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what? I, I, I did jump, like You jumping out there for a decade? For a decade? For a decade. <laughs> Give me a decade. Give me one good movie in a decade. And Hancock was just decent. And you're going against movies like... I don't know. I liked Hancock, fam. I don't know why I liked it, but it was something about Hancock. I liked liked Hancock up until Mike Epps got in it. (laughs) Like, I liked Hancock up until Mike Epps. Mike Epps ruined Hancock for me. Yeah, that was the last like five minutes in that joint. <laughs> yeah, it is a little, it is a little skinny, but I, I do in terms of his last few films, man. Um, Bad Boys, the last installment, broke my heart. But 
I actually like Gemini Man, so I'll put that out there. Yeah, good. definitely. You I, think it's I enjoy Gemini Man, too. Yeah. And in all mm-hmm. honesty, man, excellent. I think... Um, I mean, excellent is extreme, but that don't mean you yeah. can't enjoy the movie or like the movie. I think the biggest thing going on with Will right now is this whole rumor or whatever's going on with Alex. <laughs> 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 the most interesting thing I've seen for Will. Yeah, life. but that He's ain't like, got nothing to do with us. Rob, I want you at the red table. Right. I want to see that episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she probably picked me apart. But no, I just, I don't know. I, I just feel like, I don't know, man. He's picking bad roles because he is one of the greatest actors that we have. Yeah. Again, I think Gemini Man was pretty good, man. As far as a Will Smith movie goes, like, he's always kind of been a popcorn action flick type of actor anyway. So it's like, you know, you don't necessarily get into a Will Smith movie expecting, like, inception levels of, um, you know, uh, mental gymnastics, man. You, you kind of just get into it for a good action flick. And well, I think one of the things about Hancock is it was groundbreaking at the time. I think that we forget, you know, when you look at the, at these superhero uh, movies, you forget because Marvel had such a big wave that some of these independent movies kind of get lost in it. But to see a character that was rough around the edges um, I thought it was kind of funny. He had like a drinking problem and couldn't control his power. So I thought it was interesting. So I think a, a sequel now with some of the stuff that we've seen from Marvel, if they can get the right enough to par, would be interesting. Yeah. Why, why do yeah, y'all think was, that was, is? Why do y'all think that is? Why do y'all think Will does these movies that are somewhat original, but just not all that great when there are people like Christopher Nolan doing great films that they could cast him? Is it because he's trying to also produce anything he's in with Overbrook? I think think we didn't get to a point where Will, like he started before all of this stuff got at the highest level that it is right now. Like when he was doing um, the joint with the alien invasion joint, what was it called? Independence Day. Independence Day. When he was doing Independence, when he was, it's, it's, tomorrow. it's tomorrow, actually, bro. But when he, when he was do- <laughs> when he was doing <laughs> Rob, when he was doing Independence Day, that was like the height of the technology and the CGI all right, and all the stuff. And I think he sort of got into that Men in Black mold that was sort yeah. of like yeah, he he was a franchise was, creator. Yeah, right. yeah, and it was and it was because he made millions hundreds of millions right, right, that i think right. he i think he finally was like let me just follow the formula because yeah. i think i remember an interview with him and he said the people who win oscars are the people that play real life characters so Wait, he did right. that with ali he didn't Wait. get it but he, when he does these films that are not those he does them date chick flicks yeah. and, and they don't be good either so nah, it's like nah, well, that's, if you're gonna compromise right. if you're gonna it compromise right. on the formula why not go to a Christopher Nolan film or yeah. jump into a Marvel because, film or something that's because, already Because they don't popping. want him now. They don't right. want him now because he costs too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah now, maybe that's, that's true. And the other and, thing and, is, and like, also, uh, the other thing, like, I was listening, um, I was watching the uh, All the Smoke podcast with mm-hmm. Matt Barnes and uh, Stack, and they did, they interviewed Jamie Foxx, and Jamie Foxx said, man, Will was that type of person where the only reason Jamie Foxx was in Ali is because Will was like, I'm not doing this movie unless Foxx is in it. So, Will and I've like I've heard somebody else that was in a movie with Will. I forgot who it was, and they said the same thing. Like Will is that person where I guess you know it seems like from their stories it seems like Will is that person that when he sees hey this is an opportunity this is a person that's not as known let me 
put my let me put my voice in here let me put myself in here to try to help this person out because i was that person yeah, exactly. yeah but he got enough power that he could still do that with inception it right. doesn't have to be but, but the the movies that he's doing it like the jump he did with his son when they yeah. were futuristic and all the animals was took over the earth that jump was terrible yeah oh, but exactly yeah. i think laugh <laughs> i think laugh and jay kind of hit it the nail on the head like again he wants to be innovative but he also wants to create his own content because he's producing so he wants to be able to control you know who's acting in it who the producers are and he also tends to have some influence on the script and for whatever reason he um picks like strange directors that he 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 tends to kind of gravitate towards like for whatever reason it's not david goyer but who's the guy that did um the netflix jump that he had i thought um, it was goyer was it goyer yeah it was one of it's one of those type of directors but that that's who he kind of like um <clears throat> gravitates towards and i don't know if it's because like you know what i'm saying some of these big time directors might not necessarily want him because again he comes with his own additional baggage he's got that weight to throw around and then when you hear that will smith is the star actor you know you kind of have you know certain preconceived notions of how the movie's gonna go but oh hey james it was david ayer, david ayer. ayer. exactly yeah. i get I, I get them confused because yeah. they kind of do some of the same right. type of uh, uh, movies and, and he actually did suicide squad so exactly so it's like again, for whatever reason him and will get along and they tend to do these movies and they're not always the greatest of movies you know what i mean but yeah so James, I assume you really you really enjoyed that joint, didn't you? Because I know you love Suicide Squad. <laughs> nah, man. Great movie. I didn't Great. hate it. What was it? What was it called on Netflix with the orcs and Bright. all that? Bright. Bright. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think I enjoyed it more. Again, like you know, you kind of have the Netflix um, level of expectations. So I kind of had that Netflix Netflix level of expectations when I watched it, but you know, it wasn't great, but it was entertaining enough that, you know, since I got it free through Netflix, I, I liked it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Stuff like Suicide Squad was supposed to be like rated R anyway. So it was in the Joker situation. So Will really didn't have no, I think it was just choppy like JLA. So Will, I just, I don't know. I don't know about him and Hancock. And I'm getting tired of saying that name. Yeah. Well, we got some more news, man. Netflix has actually landed Cobra Kai. So I think it was a YouTube flagship show, scripted series, and now it's going to become a Netflix original. So I think this is more so a a sequel series to obviously the Karate Kid franchise. Um, But now it's going to be premiering on Netflix this year with an all new third season. How you guys feel about that? Is it going to be like, completely new or is it going to have continuity to the yeah it's the third season it's it's the continuation it's season three they moving season one and season two over and then doing starting season three on netflix yeah yeah i think it's an awesome idea yeah Mm -hmm. because uh season one was good yeah and i don't know who had a chance to watch it but it exceeded my expectations kind of when you think karate kid i was like this could be you know cheesy it might not be done well but they did a great job and they actually had um most of the cast that was in the original so they were actually able to bring that in and i think with it being on youtube a lot of people didn't necessarily watch it but now once it hits netflix with the original season i think it's going to blow up even bigger so i think for the cast of the show and for netflix it's an awesome idea 
Yeah. Yeah, that YouTube that YouTube premium wasn't really I don't know too many people who actually paid for YouTube premium. Nah. And I, know. I think that was probably their highest rated show on YouTube yeah. premium. So I think <laughs> I they, just, free they just realized. Yeah, I got that seven day free trial. That's yeah, why I only saw season one. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think that's why they decided to move it to Netflix because they're like, okay, this is a moneymaker and yeah. we're not capitalizing. Let's and it's and a quick thing. watch. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't even yeah. mind watching it again real quick for season three, but I, I got a feeling a lot of people are going to catch up on it and like it because it's, it's a, they did a good job with the show. What is it even yeah. about? Like, what is it about? Like, is Daniel LaRusso in it? Yes, yeah. everybody's in it. Yeah. But Every, Daniel LaRusso, Johnny's in it. Uh, the Everybody from the first Karate Kid movie, the original. Yeah. Yeah. The three, the two main characters, not everybody, not everybody. Right. The two main characters. Yeah. But it's a yeah. good concept. Yeah. It's basically showing them as they grow up, and it kind of starts with um, Johnny and kind of yeah, showing Johnny's things the, from his perspective, kind of like, you know, it almost makes him the good guy. Um, and showing how he's down and out and out on his luck. And he basically starts up Cobra Kai again, and then it flips into Daniel. Um, yeah, and you know what you he's the, going the through in life. Of perspective. Yep, yeah, but it's, it's, it, it's it good. It gives you an added perspective. Anybody like watch? it, Rob. That's right up your alley. Was it was similar to that? Uh, was it a YouTuber that made the video that convinced you that Daniel was actually the villain in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. <laughs> You know, so I think I think the writers took a little bit of inspiration from that. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, totally going down that path, but it definitely seems like they had some um, influence when they saw that. But yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward. Yeah, they don't want you to. They they don't want you to be so one sided in this joint. It's yeah. clearly showing you that you know, no matter depending on the perspective that you look at it from, you're yeah. gonna have a different outlook on who is good and bad in this. Right. Yeah. So hey, I, I don't I don't know about y'all, but man, like. I was a 90s, I was, I mean, an 80s baby. So the 90s was like, you know, those formative years where I was just really in love with different things. And so right, right. from the early 80s through the 90s, like karate was such a big deal, right? Yeah, so it was like a superpower. Exactly. And like, it was so popular. Like, remember, you would actually see people wearing karate type of like garb in the streets and stuff. Like, yeah. and um, I think it also contributed to people having a lot of Asian influence in their houses. But also, like a lot of those things was like just so big for me as a kid that I loved Karate Kid that much more. Um, I loved The Last Dragon. I mean, Bruce Lee was like probably top three of one of my hero of, of heroes that I love. No, Bruce Leroy and Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. Oh, okay, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it was so much stuff in the '90s that could kind of benefit from this type of treatment. You know what I mean? Like I could think of so many properties that I love from that time that would just be awesome to see resurrected on Netflix, like Knight Rider. Any of y'all got any other things y'all would want to see resurrected? Wow, that's a good one. Yo, Knight Rider uh, is a good one. Yeah, that's a real. Yeah, that good is one. really good. Um, it's a little more common to see cars talking to you and driving by themselves now. You know what I yeah. mean? I think but, mine would be more animated. Like I, w- I would like to see. A remake of Street Fighter. Kids. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, we talk about Street Fighter one day. Mm. Uh, Bob has some really good points on that one. Yeah, Street Fighter uh, would be... Would I want to see Mask. Remember Mask? Mask Crusaders. <laughs> Fighting crime yeah. over time. Yeah, I remember that. Um, my, I still have My Pet Monster tape. want to see that remade. They did a terrible job with that, but I still watch it at least once a week. Um, Garbage Pail Kids and Back to Fiddler on the Roof. 
That's not how the eighties. But yeah, Rob Phil, with the Phil campy on the roof stuff. was not the eighties, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, Rob had a good one with Night Rider, and and Rob stuff was good too, man. I, I just man, it's it's some stuff that's so eighties that like Alf or like My Pet Monster that is hard to translate to 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 today. But those are some good ones. Airwolf always liked Airwolf too. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. staying with the campy stuff and with um. You know, hand-to-hand combat. I don't know why, but I always loved like um, American Ninja or like the mm. best of the best type yes. like movies. That was like we kind of yeah. I forgot about American Ninja, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, but we lost so many of those. Like, remember, you know, you used to have like Van Damme and Seagal and you know Chuck Norris and all yeah. these guys. Like, that's all they did yeah. were action movies, and they pretty much were the same movies depending on who the star was. Like. Bloodsport and Kickboxer weren't that different. You know, Yo, Out for Justice and Hard to Kill. American was Ninja was the illest with Ninja Stars, man. Like, yeah, I used to sit in class making them. <laughs> so, that was my so the joint. So in that realm, the joint that I think I would love to see, and y'all probably would be like, that joint was terrible. But I love the Remo Williams joint. when it That was my joint. Hey, Dane, I, I actually, we, we probably can bring it up. I think that I read somewhere that they're trying to remake the Remo Williams because I didn't realize Stop it was playing. based on a book or a, a novel playing. series. So I think, cause you know, it was called the adventure begins or something like that. So it was supposed nah, to be more aware. of them, but it didn't do so well. So, you know, they um, stopped it, but I like the Remo Williams um, movie. Yeah, I'm with that. But uh, they might be remaking that at some point. We'll, we'll look into it, but. Another classic. If we talking movies, I'd like to see the whole C.S. Lewis franchise redone in order. What? Like, but in in the order that it happened in the book, and not mm-hmm. in the sequential order, because they've never because they've they've made a few of them, but they've never made them all and let them play out. Like, if they played out honestly, I think they could play out like Harry Potter if they wrote them correctly. And then, as far as now, you know what I want to see the com- uh as far as comic books, um, I want to see Static Shock. Ah. I want to see Static Shock. You know, like on Netflix or in a cinematic movie? Can we just get a black suit? Nah, you, I, want to see, I want to see it on Netflix. Oh, Who was the guy that came on, on, on the on the Black CW? Lightning? Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Black Lightning. Hey, Black Lightning. Hey. Uh, oh, that, that show, people like it. And I think, isn't Static Shock kind of related? Yeah, that's, that's, what, that's what made me think about it. I was like, they could do Static Shock so much better than they do Black Lightning. Yeah, I don't really want to be a better show. I don't want to see it on CW because it's just, it's not. So, like, yeah, man, that was actually one of the characters I was thinking that I'd like to see. Um, I like Static Shock and I love the cartoon, and it was actually a new um character, you know what I mean? It didn't exist until the cartoon, kind of like we got Harley Quinn in um the Batman animated series. So, yeah, I definitely think that uh, um, Static Shock would be a good one. Yeah, another thing that was really big in the 90s, man, and I guess you could say 80s too, uh, was scary movies, you know, your slasher flicks. And um, another rumor that kind of came up and and, and with us talking about things kind of getting an update, uh, it's a rumor that Kevin Bacon has been sort of politicking to say that he would want to have a chance at playing Freddy Krueger. Thinking about Kevin Bacon, man, you know, he obviously got the acting chops. But just you know, just the, his 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 look is a little bit weird, and you know, thinking about him playing Freddie, you know, obviously he is probably my favorite um, 
you know, horror character and, and what do you, I guess we would call monster from the scary movies. I'm, I'd be intrigued by that. What about y'all? I think that makes them, the makeup that they got to use for Freddy Krueger makes up for the difference in the way he looks. You can use a prosthetic nose with all of the, the wrinkly makeup if it's not right and everything, but Kevin Bacon as an actor, everything that is scary or thriller-ish that he's been in has been good that I've seen. I'm so I, I think he could, yeah, I think he could pull it off. I'm good with the actor. I don't want, my questions wouldn't be there. I think my questions would be just how many times are we going to remake Freddy? Because remember, we brought him back to fight Jason finally. Yeah. And, and it was really anticlimactic. Yeah. It's like we waited all that time and climbing for it. But when y'all finally bring it to us, the movie was trash. And so, you know, I, if you want to spend the time and we, I mean, Loff and I sat through uh, bring it back. Uh, what's the name? Jason, not Jason Voorhees. What's Halloween? Michael Myers, Michael Myers, you know, and that joint was terrible. You know, I want to throw some tomatoes <laughs> at the screen sitting through that movie. And if they're going to do the same thing with, with Freddie and have him fighting an elite uh, Navy SEAL force or something stupid, <laughs> then, you know what I'm saying? Then it just, it, it just kind of takes away from what we're accustomed to with the movie. So I guess the question would be, how do you bring Freddie into uh, this era and this, de- this century and make it still work yeah. the way we want on screen. I agree with you, John. Um, I, I think a lot of that stuff from the 80s and 90s just don't hold up well in today's day and age. And I think if you approach it, you almost have to start from scratch and re-envision those core principles that were captured in the movie. But like, just make a whole new story. Um, I, I get a sense they're going to do some of that with Candyman. But I think that's the, the best approach is to like take some of the core tenets from Nightmare on Elm Street and then just try to create something new. Don't try to create, you know, recreate what, what it was. Freddy is, is one of the very few horror movies I've seen. I think I just seen part one. Was he in part one? Who was that? that yeah, was, he was in part one. He was in part one, right? Yeah. And uh, I think he's a great eight actor. I think Kevin Bacon is a top tier actor. He can play a part and I'll watch it. He is a really, really good actor. But I can't see him handling the, the comedic side of Freddy. I couldn't see that. I, yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. But I, yeah, I think y'all hit all my points. And e- even with Rob, when I was thinking, and I think Kevin Bacon um, is a good actor. And, and Love hit it right on the head. You got to just basically start from the ground up because the principles are there. It's got a good concept, like anything with dreams and a, um, you know, a child killing, child molesting um, villain. Is something that is going to resonate no matter what time that you're in. Um, and again, I think even with his face and look, I think he has a unique face. Like he doesn't have to look for me exactly like Freddie. It's kind of like these comic book characters that you see. They always re-envision them, you know, and they evolve and they change over time. And I think that right. with these scary movies, you got to do the same thing because the concept is there for Freddie and you can do a lot with dreams. I just think that they have to make sure to just start from the ground up and rob hit the comedy part just get rid of that because that's yeah, when freddie Freddy started going downhill for me yep, like part yep. one perfect but like two and on you know it, it has some highs and lows like part three has some good stuff in it with dream warriors but once he started getting too comedic and i think maybe kevin bacon can do that he can ground freddie and make it more serious and then the candy man point again i think they're doing the same thing with that just you know remix it and re-envision it yeah, and one of the one of the best examples we have, I think, is is it right? It it took really the the, the skeleton of the Stephen King and the movie, and and really tried to recreate it. But I think they just did a great job. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good point. And you can do a lot of that because 
the new it just had creepy imagery the whole time you know what i mean like it did a good job just um just with some of the scenes and the way that it looked like and i think you could do the same thing with nightmare on elm street because it kind of has that surreal creepy kind of vibe because freddie has all those powers yeah on a a lighter note um the broadway smash hamilton is actually coming to uh, to disney plus and so um you know that'll be a release that we see uh, relatively soon i think it comes out out this weekend right it's out out already yeah so i'm eager to see it man um i i actually have had heard about the success i've never actually been to a broadway show um but it's funny i've been in two plays myself so i always because i was in plays as a as a as a young kid always kind of understood what goes into making them and kind of always had an appreciation for those type of art um but you know also just knowing that hamilton has a diverse cast and it's funny oddly enough um my name being Lafayette, people will always reference that um, that the theater show um, and talking about me uh, since Lafayette is one of the main characters in that in that production. So, what y'all think about that? I, I think, uh, unfortunately, for all of the seven day trial people, you're gonna be out of luck on this one because they're making sure that you can't get this joint if you ain't got a full membership, mm. which is smart because this joint is a smash hit for them. And I'm actually anticipating looking at it too i i'm not at all a broadway show fan or I'm, musical I'm broadway fan, but that's show. definitely one I, yeah that's that's definitely one i want to want to take a, a look at yeah but I've, I've been on a broadway show i've been to a broadway show i saw color purple um i think i fell asleep halfway through i was drunk um it was <laughs> slow it was slow it's because we have movies now and you really can't do it and y'all keep playing y'all know hamilton was a white man do y'all realize that Right? Or we're yes. gonna say Obama was it's the first Alex- black president. Huh? I, I, it's not convincing to me. And yeah. I don't wanna hear, I, it's just weird to me. It's just weird. But Fan of the Opera was really good. So, I don't know. Yeah, and I'm not even like a big Broadway kind of guy, man. I'm, I'm kind of like Rob, I never really liked plays, but the fact that, you know, this has gotten so much buzz over time, like having the opportunity to be able to watch it, I think is a, a good, opportunity so i might even check it out and it's definitely a good one for the wifey and the kids you can kind of just watch it you know what i mean and enjoy it but you know we'll see hopefully it's done well i didn't know man dane hit it on the head i didn't realize they uh you know if you weren't a full um disney plus subscriber that you couldn't um view it so that's interesting they definitely yeah yeah they they hip to that now they hip to that trick now yeah that's the karate kid trick man i did that for karate kid man right right i do have one question oh my my bad john you want to get in there you got it you got it love i do want to know what plays were you in what were these plays (laughs) (laughs) you get we we not letting that slide my brother and do you remember do you remember Uh, the songs (laughs) nah i mean if i hear the songs you know they come to memory i didn't have to sing them i didn't have a part that was even speaking so that's the unfortunate part i was just in the background you know what i mean um oh you were you were extra okay yeah pretty much um i was in i was in the sound of music oh wow and uh, what was the other one I was in? 
Oh man, I can't even believe I'm forgetting this. Yeah, but Sound of Music, that was that. that I've never yeah. seen the movie, but I know it's supposed to be about the war and all that like World War II. Rob, you are a truly unique individual, my brother. Yeah, I remember it. The King and I. That was the other one. <laughs> okay. And just for everybody listening, uh, we're going to have an after segment where Love uh, gets into all the songs that he remembers. So <laughs> stay tuned for that after the show, uh, Love, Love out here in major productions, like <laughs> hit joints. Right. I have one more thing to say. I'll leave this one alone. Do you guys know it's a rapping play? Yeah. Yeah. Hip hop play. That's yeah. why it's so popular. The corniest right. thing on earth to me. That's like hip hop and rhyming. Like I, I, I don't like that, man. I don't. I can't take stuff like that. It's I so, bet you. I bet you. If you watched it, you'd like it. And I you mean, probably should, would. No, yeah, we're gonna do a try, dude. I'll give it a try. I will give it a try. <laughs> I'll suspend all disbelief and. Think we're gonna do an after episode where we, where we make they, Rob watch it. Yeah, the big the big thing with it is is just you know in this day and age it's important that you know we begin to start embrace more levels of diversity in a lot of the traditional and classical things that we've seen just didn't elicit a lot of or didn't exhibit um, a lot of diversity. You know we grew up seeing all of these different musicals and stuff and just didn't see a lot of characters of color. And so, you know, it's funny that segues into some some other recent news that we got where Anthony Mackie was literally speaking out against um, his experience on the set of his uh, Marvel show. I don't know. Should we call it a show or a movie? Yeah, I mean, it's but it's kind of like a hybrid, you know? Yeah. So with him doing the Falcon um, and the Winter Soldier, um, it's kind of like he, he just kind of came out and was expressing his discontent with the fact that he felt like on his experience, I think he said he was in 11 Marvel films or seven. I'm not sure the, the number, but he just said, he just notices that they have all white crews and all white production. And he just felt like, you know, that that's not diverse enough in this day and age. How y'all feel about that? Yeah, um, you know, shout outs to Mackie for, you know, taking the opportunity to voice that opinion. Uh, I honestly wish, again, just because his portrayal of the character isn't my favorite, I almost wish he wasn't the voice box for it, but I'm glad that it was said, you know, so we can get some diversity on the cast because we don't necessarily see the um, production crew, you know what I mean? So we're, we're not even hip to the diversity. That's something that actors are gonna have to speak up about. And we actually touched on it with Will. That's one of the good things that he does is bring his own, you know, production company in so i think it's a good thing i don't know if mackie's the person that you know i want to say it but i guess this gives him a little more job security too so <laughs> Got it. Yeah, i feel like honestly uh i'm glad he did stand up and say something because it should be about your your talent and how hard you can work and what you can really do rather than this is nepotism like this is my nephew or you know just bringing people in because of their color is, is yeah, yeah, yep, dumb, yep. or their race or their or their gender is just dumb, you know. Yeah, I think one of the things a lot of us might not be familiar with is just um, again, people in, in in I think in in theater and, and movie production, a lot of times they have to either travel if they're on the production staff to wherever the location is. But a lot of times they do a lot of production in one place. Like Atlanta is really hot, particularly for Marvel. So it actually provides work and jobs for people. So I think a lot of times actors are familiar with that struggle of right. knowing they get paid as they get jobs and get work. So when you see an all white production, you know, inherently people of color are not getting those opportunities. And so 
mm-hmm. you know, it, it don't really matter what your color is yeah. if you're good at your job. But it right. does say a lot about bias when you see people that are, you know, just kind of like over, overwhelmingly white doing every level of particular jobs when you know there are like more than enough people um, of color who could be doing those jobs as well. Yeah, so especially in getting, Atlanta. Yep, yep. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> right? And we get in these positions of power. So like when you got a Mackie that says that because, you know, these um, crews are probably predominantly white because the, you know, networking and the nepotism that they have already are held by people that, you know, are like them, their friends, their family, people that they made connections with. So now once we start getting these positions of power, Mackie needs to bring his own crew in. You know, Will's doing it. Right. You know, guys like right. Denzel, yeah. like they need to start giving their people the opportunity just like, you know, if I was to have a production company, you know, LeBron style, I put my folks on because I know they can do the job well and I want to give them the opportunity. And you know what I mean? We start giving back to. That's why y'all need to. That's why y'all need to stop bashing Michael B. Jordan because he's doing just that. <laughs> man, as yeah. long as he starts stepping up, keeps working on that talent, man. It's, just, it's, it's unfortunate. You, you know what happens when you bring one of us into the royal house. Get kicked oh. out. Right. I don't know where you're trying to go with that, but what right. we got? What else I, we got? I think we should move on. And we're walking. What else? What else? What else we got in the news? Okay, off for a moment. I'm sorry. Yeah. All right. Now I'll just end it with saying, you know, I think it's unfortunate that it in this day and age, man, that we we still have to like get on our soapbox. Mm-hmm. and sort of preach and teach and educate and petition for inclusion and, you know, production of movies where, you know, you have literally someone that is a marquee actor in the movie and, um, you know, people that look like him aren't even being afforded opportunities all around him as well. Yeah, um, I, one, of, one of the, oh, go ahead, Drew. I will Jay. say this, just to, just to kind of close the door on what Rob was almost saying, he said, well, when we, when we invite everybody into the house, we get kicked out. And that's why it's so important that we do create these opportunities so that we're not getting kicked out of the house. We're building our own house. So yeah. that way we can't get kicked out of it. Can't get kicked out when you got the keys. You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. I'm going right. to need all of y'all to do me a favor and stop trying to help Rob. <laughs> my mom was like, but I, he, I met Will. <laughs> yeah, got one more rumor. Uh, this one I like, man. Um, it's actually been rumored that Michael Keaton might actually be in talks to return as Batman in the Flashpoint movie. Um, you know, we all talked about in our, one of our last episodes how, how much we had love for the original Tim Burton Batman with Michael Keaton. Don the cape and cow. So how you guys feel about this Roman? So is this just a gimmick or are we actually going somewhere with this? I, I guess that's my, my question. It's a rumor, man. We don't know. No, 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 no. No. So I'm okay. So I I'm I'm afraid that if the rumor is true, it's just a gimmick, right? Is this yeah, you know what it'd be it'll be cool. We'll just put the Tim Burton Batman back in the film. No, stop. Y'all y'all doing too much once again. Y'all stepping outside of y'all lane and trying to do something that you think is going to draw in an audience, but then the storyline won't make any sense at all. Why yeah. is the Tim Burton Batman? What does it have to do with because. the rest of the DC so, universe so that we've is, seen? So, far? so this is this is what it is, John. And I'm with you 100 percent about right. the gimmickiness of it. But they just did a huge crossover where they went across timelines on their all of their CW shows. 
and it right, had dude. the old Flash, the modern Flash, a Flash from the movies jump in and stuff. And they're like, that went excellent. Let's do it for the movies. <laughs> like, that's basically <laughs> what they're doing. And but, they, however, Spider-Verse. However, uh, Spider-verse, and, and yeah. well, Spider Verse was Marvel, so I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm saying, so they don't get the count. But yeah, no, I'm saying so, the success of Spider Verse. The, the also success of Spider Verse as well. Doing so, it. So, so they're they're realizing that this time travel thing and this crossover thing. I, I'm sorry, did Tobey Maguire show up? I'm sorry, did Tobey Maguire show up in the Spider Verse? I still don't get it. I still but, don't but, get it. Why? DC is trying to DC is trying to get above water. We all right. know that they put out some very bad products, and they're trying to figure out a way to make things make sense and be able to do anything they want moving forward. And what better way to pull in the fans that you may be losing than to bring in something very nostalgic that is, like Loff said, something that we all loved as kids. Right. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah. Now, I would I would prefer for them to see to show more than one Batman if they yes, do that. Yeah. 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 Bring them all but, back. I mean, oh, are we forgetting yeah, that he's yeah. under contract, some type of contract with Marvel? Isn't Ooh. he like, be a part of it? That's oh. an acting contract, though. You can, yeah, nah. you can still act with other studios. Oh, right. Batman. It's not an NBA contract. It's oh, not like you're playing for the Raptors and playing for the Wizards. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> it feels yeah. like that to me. Hey, y'all, I got to tell y'all a story. The that's because you, you got it too passionate, man. You too yeah. passionate in your heart about DC. Like the very first time I met Dane, I was driving on the highway, his thumb out, and I picked him up, and I'll never forget that moment. Me and <laughs> some nuke. So we went to get high, and I still think that he's Robocop absorbing that. Wow, man. Just wild. Just wild. Just so y'all know, he set this new just, joke up like three weeks. <laughs> he did. He no, I did. Joke up and, three weeks. And, and still kind of missed. Still kind of missed. But, right. hey, you know. hey, hey, Rob. Hey, Rob. They're not all going to hit, brother. They're not yeah. all going to hit. <laughs> but yeah, man, to, to, to piggyback on what Dane was saying, like, you know, for those that don't know, like Flashpoint deals with the alternative, you know, universe and characters and things like that. So I think it's just a easy way to pull headlines. And I've said it before, I don't 100% trust that this would even happen. DC likes to throw out these crazy rumors and then they don't come to fruition. So yeah, um, interested in it. I think it will be cool to see the various Batmans, you know, um, over time and, and potentially even other characters if they're going to do Flashpoint this way. But um, once again, DC has great um, source material to use, but they refuse to abide by it and kind of do their own thing. So it makes me nervous when they start kind of going off the radar and, and doing some of this crazy stuff. You just only get nervous. Wait, wait, you're, you're, only, you're, only at movie studio. You're, you're only at nervous after well, the last four DC films you've watched. You're only at nervous. Hey, man, I try to look at everyone as his own, you know, potential. And I try to, like, be positive every time they, th- they throw out something. You man. have potential. It's more difficult. You it's have difficult, potential. <laughs> <laughs> they don't make it easy, man. I'm telling you, that, that, that birds of prey, man, it took me out. <laughs> yeah, that, that's kind of like a little bit what John said is always what concerns me is that I feel like DC will get on to something by hiring or casting somebody great just like maybe this michael keaton idea and it's almost like they think that's enough and then we all go see the movie and then we stop going to the movie because it really didn't pan out and the movie itself doesn't have the substance or the quality that we were hoping for it's like they use these gimmicks to sort of generate interest 
but then they don't follow through and deliver on it. So I, I think John got a point with that one. Thank you. James, your hope about it. Okay, James, your hope in DC getting it right is almost altruistic at this point, bro. You need to <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> let that go. Like, like they they'll show shades of being close. Like, there's definitely moments in some of the movies that I enjoyed. And and again, I I know it's probably a hundred years since it happened, but Man of Steel, man, was was good. Yeah. And there there were parts of Batman, Superman that I enjoyed. And well, you know, Justice League, it was all downhill from there. And and honestly, I know I'm probably going against the grain, but I didn't necessarily love Wonder Woman either. I thought it was decent. Hated it. I didn't it. think it was I'm with great, you. yeah, as everybody <laughs> thought it was. It was so, I hated it. Yeah. Right. yeah but, we don't have know, to talk about that. Man of Steel and, and Batman versus Superman. And I'm not even going into Aquaman. Like, <laughs> yeah. but, so, you know. So we got Michael Keaton coming possibly coming back to play Batman all over again. My man did Vulture, so he's kind of done his thing in the comic book universe. But a lot of people and a lot of characters just haven't gotten their shot yet. You know, we haven't been able to see them on the big screen. So I would ask y'all, who's got next? Who's the next comic book character that's not already slated to appear that you all would like to see get their own movie or series? Let's start with you, Jay. I don't even know. Um, Shoot, you had a good one earlier. Yeah, yeah. I, anybody yeah, got, I like, got somebody? I like, yeah, I like Static Shock. I mean, Static Shock to me first, oh, okay. the first one. But yeah, yeah, now, I will say this. I want to see them redo Iron Fist. Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to see right. them redo Iron Fist and get it right. Like, cause yeah, it has well so much cage potential. In there too. Yeah, and Cage too, because they have so much potential and then they just... Yeah. 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 Anybody else got anything in mind? I'm gonna say that the greatest of them all, Robert Baldwin. I think he would be the greatest, one of the best TV for kids, adults. That's Speedball, by the way. Oh, okay. Oh uh, yeah, clarify him. that. I was like, who? <laughs> no, nobody reads Speedball. I was like, Robert. <laughs> he has like the best powers. It's like the guy. Remember the guy from the '80s used to eat a hot dog or eat some spicy, turn into a car. Turbo Team. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> And I, I think that was a Bill Cosby joint. Do you know how? <laughs> oh. you know how many kids are gonna fall down steps trying to be like you know speedball? I just, I just like the way my man. You, <laughs> just you. Yeah, yeah but, you're the only one, bro. But and honestly, give a Rob a hard time because speedball is terrible. That that probably wouldn't be a bad. Like I don't know if I could take a whole movie, but like as a thirty minute like series comedy kind of thing, I think it would be funny. Like uh, what was it? Greatest American Hero type? You know, bumbling, stumbling superhero that gets it right. So. And Speedball's original, because honestly, I read comics and, you know, I barely recognize Speedball. So I know that would be like a new um, character for people to see and be like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. that's Spidey's man. I think he started out with Spidey. Yeah. So for me, um, I'll jump in. I've been really anticipating and eager to see Namor. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, I know Aquaman kind of showed us that we can do the underwater thing. It's not outside of anybody's budget at this point. I know that underwater movies and stuff were probably going to be a big budget concern in the past, but, you know, for all intents and purposes, seeing Aquaman's underwater um, universe was a little bit too too kiddy for me. I think Namor eliminates a lot of that with him being sort of a, a savage type, right. you know, anti-hero. So I, I've yeah. been looking for that. 
Yeah, yeah. And then for the comic book nerds, like, dang, man, you can get the Illuminati going because, you know, they got um, <laughs> Namor, you know, they'll have Reed Richards at some point. We'll have Tony Stark, yeah. you know, yeah. they will have to work on um, what's the Inhumans, Black Bolt. Yeah, Black Bolt. But uh, that that would be interesting, too. But yeah, I definitely always kind of thought that Namor, I'm surprised he hasn't been utilized at this point already. I but think yeah, he was tied up. I think he was deck. tied up in uh, movie rights with Universal. Ah, okay, uh, that makes somehow. Sense. So, yeah. I think let, I, let me get in there. I think um, being a comic book reader, I got a lot of deep cut characters that oh, I would yeah, like to go. see. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. But I'm not. But I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not oh. going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, we know that the X Men are coming. But yeah. I also know that there are certain X Men characters that they just refuse to touch or refuse to give um, the fanfare that yeah. they would that they should have because they're popular characters. And for me, if I'm being self serving. I would pick Gambit because yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. could. I think he has yeah. enough of. Yeah, I think he has enough of a following from the cartoon in the '90s when we were growing up, and I think he is very unique to the X Men. That even though he's a member of the team, they treat him like an outcast. So it makes sense for him to have his own thing going on outside of just the X Men. Sound movie. like yeah. Channing Tatum. <laughs> Yo, weren't, weren't they like, going I, to do Gambit at one point? They, yeah. they they tease us they've teased us with it a few times and then yeah, they keep yeah. canceling it. They, yeah, no, they, like they won't they don't have him slated for the X-Men that's supposed to be starting to get reintroduced in the next two years. Gambit was yeah, yeah, like Man. Gambit yeah, yeah. Gambit is like my favorite character from the cartoon back in the day. I don't know if Casey I Casey Jones. He, he's argued Casey Jones is not a, a <laughs> Technically, Ninja Turtles was a comic. So. Oh, you're right. You're right. right. Yeah, yeah, that's you're true. Right. I take that back, yeah. bro. You're but right. yeah, Gambit, yeah, definitely um, is one of those characters that is super popular that just hadn't got his shot yet that should, you know? Like, right. I don't know. And, and some of I... his casting, too, man. It's like with his accent and stuff, it's, it's got to be delicate. Yeah. Like, I know that Channing was trying to get it going, but he did have me. And uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, John. Nervous, you know, to see oh. how... They were going to do it because it could be cheesy if it's not done right. Um, but I will. And it's frustrating. Rob, Rob and, and James. Rob and James. Rob and James. <laughs> just for just for y'all for the deep cuts. I would say Hyperion, Century, Invincible. Century would be That's dope. what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. I, I think Century is probably the best. That that should yeah. be done, but I won't get too detailed into that. Let somebody else. And Dan, you hit a good that. point too. Like with these underground characters, like I'm hoping that Disney Plus can kind of utilize that. Like, they might not all necessarily get their own movie, but especially with some of these X-Men types, like, maybe they'll be show. able to have some of these big-budget shows and, yeah. like, you know, showcase some of the um, underground guys. Yeah, if I'm being honest, I would rather Gambit have a, a show that carried a, a series alone and then he could hop into the movies from that show, like one of those yeah. big-budget big shows. Yeah. I, I'm afraid of somebody so powerful, like a century, right, know, right, because... Right. Because then you start losing the balance and the fact between movies. Like, you know, I can't really tell whether Thor's sister or Thanos was actually stronger. You know, you kind of start yeah. getting those problematic issues. And it's like, I don't want somebody so powerful because then it's not consistent between films. You know what I mean? So, like, So who would you like to see? I, no, Gambit. I was fine with Gambit. G no, Gambit. I mean, but who would you choose? Who, who would be a choice that you would have? 
Good. I'm good with that. I like uh, that. I mean, because everything else we've we've pretty much seen already, or they've all you know in some iteration or another. So Gambit would be nice to be seen. I mean, he made one film, right? Wasn't he in one of the X Men X Two films? X Two, right? Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, we, we can do that. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, we, we can redo that. Like, I, nah, I, I he was he was in the first Wolverine movie. Origins. He was in Wolverine Origins, yeah. right. and that wasn't really Gambit. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't care what they told me. That wasn't Gambit. <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, no, I, I will be good with that as well. I, I agree with that selection. Yeah, and I, I think for me, man, some of the people that we haven't seen, and, and I, I know it's difficult to do because they keep rebooting Batman, but like some of them Batman characters are fun too, man. Like I would like to see an actual Nightwing um, mm-hmm. done correctly and then like Red Hood. Um, but for my like deep cut, and, and I think he might be on deck. I heard rumors of it, but I always like that Moon Knight comic, man. Like that's mm-hmm. uh, a schizophrenic, like dark superhero kind of has like yeah. the Roar Shark kind of. But isn't he yeah, slated? I thought he, yeah, he slated. I think he himself. is, yeah, but I, just, I wasn't sure himself. if it was. So it's, it's definite. I wasn't sure if it was a rumor or not. But like, yeah, uh, I know. Uh, I hope he's he supposed to get. He's supposed to get a Disney Plus show from right. what they're saying yeah, right yeah. now. He's oh. supposed to be like one of the, the second phase. I hope it's more like show. the Hulu type because he's so dark. Yeah. Like you know, I don't know if they can pull it off on Disney, and then yeah. to just get and I, is Miss Marvel is she rumored too? Because the um Kamala Khan, yeah, Miss Marvel, yeah, she is, especially for diversity. She but is. honestly, out of all this stuff, for me, like, I just want to see a good Hulk, man. Like, you know, I, I know he's technically been on deck, but he's not necessarily slated. I'm ready to see a Hulk, you know, and get into the different versions, whether it's Grey Hulk, Red Hulk. You know, uh, if we can get a good Hulk on deck, man, you, that would be. You about to get the best Hulk you ever seen with She-Hulk. Watch. Oh, see, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> on that you know note, it. man, I'll be yeah. done. You know it. <laughs> hey, why you playing? Just to piss Lop off. Was Inhumans, um, was that a Disney show? No. no. I know it came on regular network. It was ABC. It was Marvel. Yeah. And it was but, supposed to be a part of that, this Infinity thing, right? No. Oh, it wasn't? Okay. So, so Kevin Feige has been pretty adamant about the fact that, you know, I think it was sort of a cash grab, um, but I don't think he had the leverage at the time to get them to not do it. And Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he just didn't want those shows connected to the universe. But technically, Marvel, I think they just overrode his desire and said it anyway. Yeah. But he has since said, yeah, don't count those in the MCU. I don't right. want those associated. And I think I've even remember him hearing, I mean, I remember hearing that he might actually be figuring out how to reintroduce um them into the MCU all over again yeah, yeah. And, and make that part of the real MCU. I'd be down for that because there's some good characters there and just yeah. more opportunity for more, you know, diverse superheroes and powers. Yeah, and he probably, you know how Marvel is, they got stuff <laughs> lined up for years. Right. They probably thought that that the show was going to be a way to do it and then it just flopped and was terrible. Yeah, yeah. so bad. Like, man, that's one yeah. of the worst things I've ever seen. On <laughs> so bad, it, it man. Wasn't good. It had potential, but it wasn't good. Speaking nah. of things that have potential, what do y'all think about Last of Us? Apparently, they're, they're making the series. is going to be on HBO Max. And we know John is just... Thrilled. I'm jumping out. I'm jumping. So, so without doing any spoilers and going into the game still, we're still holding out on that because we're going to give you guys some time to get through the game um a lot of controversy about the storyline there but i think most in all people can agree that 
the very first game uh, by far it stands at the top of one of the best video game stories at the very least ever made. Um, and so I, I'm just looking forward to it. I'm definitely excited. The uh, two directors there will be the original writer from The Last of Us. I think it's Druckmann. And then uh, the gentleman that did the Chernobyl series on HBO. And I'm not sure how many people here looked at that, but that was excellent. Um, very good, very dark, very grainy. I'm going to like how they shot it. Um, I think Love may have watched it as well, and he might be able to speak a little bit more to it. But I think the most important thing first is obviously getting in with the casting. And so I can't wait to kind of figure out who they are going to use yeah. um, with it being HBO. I figure they'll come up with some people that we're not so familiar with, and that'll be exciting as well. You know, you don't want to typecast anybody. So um, just looking forward to a great game, even with knowing what would happen in the storyline. I think you can write that in a manner in which you're still not sure it's going to happen, right? right? Like, I think that's the beauty of good writing as well. You're like, yeah. I know I know what's coming, but is it really going to happen? Right, you know, right. set, it, set it up just right. So yeah. I'm, I'm definitely anticipating it. And I didn't realize all that with the directors, man. That's 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 dope. It seems like it's on the right track. And, and Jonathan, too, you got to think that we know what's going to happen. But kind of like with Walking Dead and everything else, these comic books, it's going to be so many people that haven't experienced it, you know, and, you know, our wives and, you know, people that don't play video games necessarily to experience that story and, you know, um, get through it and actually see what happens, man. I think that they'll be into it. Now, I've played the first game. I haven't gotten to the second one yet. Um, and I'm definitely excited for it, too. Um, I think largely because... I really have been disappointed in how one of my favorite shows, The Walking Dead, literally turned into a zombie where it's dead, but it's still <laughs> still on TV. Limping along. <laughs> and, um, you know, it's funny because we actually went through a period of time. I think that I think of it as like the zombie renaissance where yeah. you couldn't go two months without a new zombie movie or show yeah. coming out. And a good one, too. Right. And um, like World War Z, then they had zombies on Black Ops. Yeah, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. I mean, it was just zombie everything, right? And then it's like, we kind of getting away from that now. And, you know, you don't have a lot of zombie content. So it'd be nice and refreshing to kind of see this. And I mean, I guess you could call them zombies, right? Right. They're not technically like that. You might as well, yeah. Yeah. But I love a good, like, um, movie that has like a dystopian future you know what i mean like yeah, you know yeah. society's broken down and we gotta like start from scratch and figure yeah. out the way and it's usually zombie movies that kind of um you know elicit that and it kind of gives you that you know um man versus adversity whether it's a, a disease or whether it's a zombie and then man versus man because everybody's struggling trying mm-hmm. to survive in this you know new landscape and start over and he's like broken down urban settings. So I'm definitely hyped for it. Here's my thing though, with, and it it was something that I struggled with in Walking Dead, that tension and that suspense of someone getting scratched or someone getting bit. It's cool at first, but when you get into season three, it's like, all right, he just going to get bit. Like you start being able to predict it and stuff like that. So, and it gets difficult because especially with Walking Dead, they start getting flexible with the rules. Suddenly people getting scratched and they not turning as fast or, you know, it take three days for, you know, so they can have their dramatic exit from the show. And, you know, I I like the rules to kind of be somewhat um, stable. And the longer you get going with these shows, they start getting a little more flexible just to keep you interested. And one of the other things you can do is just do four seasons and that'd be it. Don't, yeah, don't necessarily yeah. keep it going for too long and keep things fresh with, you know, different 
Um, I guess yeah. different obstacles outside of those 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 zombies or whatever that are sick. Yeah, so and, we're in a different era. I hope that they can do it. Um, but you know, we're in this Netflix more content era. But I hope that they learned a lesson from Game of Thrones. It's kind of just go with the show, you know, and go with the source material. And if they have to wait, kind of like, you know, traditionally HBO with Sopranos or The Wire will kind of give you or give the, um, the creators time to develop content properly instead of just rushing it out. So I think that if they do the proper HBO thing and stretch it out, maybe they can um, keep it going better. Yeah, yeah. Mean, any feel- any studio that do Westworld, they are very patient. So I think we're probably good on that. But, but they're cash cows, man. They they they, they want to take all your money. They can care less, you know, when it starts to go bad. As long as you continue to buy the product and and watch the commercials or whatever they need. But I don't like the fact that T. Lou is having a a, a movie before or a show before Uncharted. That's stupid. Mm. Uncharted is. Great. I need an Indiana Jones in my life. Well, you know, it was the same director, right? The same writer did both of them, don't you? <laughs> you, 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 do know, you do know it's the same director for both games, right, Rob? Nah, he didn't know that. So, what's a little gem with The Walking Dead, two, uh, excuse me, The Last of Us 2? And it was kind of cool when you're playing out the game there's a segment where you go into someone's old little hideout and he's got the Uncharted video game and a PlayStation 3 set up on the table. So yeah, he yeah. did a little gem to it or whatever. Yeah. So they, they throw a little throwback. But yeah, yeah. I think you'd appreciate it, Rob, if you if you took the time and actually gave the game a chance. Because like I said, same director, same studio. Um, they, they Naughty Dog did it right. And I, I, don't, I don't expect anything less. Uh, with this HBO series. And Rob, that's the gateway. You know, he get the hit with this, then, um, you know, they're going to give him more opportunities and Uncharted might follow. Yeah, I need that Nathan Drake. Okay, did I make it awkward again? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like in our last episode, we kind of touched on uh, a movie that I think has just been so relevant. I just It's just been resonating with me because of everything that we see going on in society right now, sort of mirroring what we saw in that movie. I mean, the actual, um, the comparisons to, to reality in this film, it's, it's almost scary how much um, prophetic uh, instances and, and circumstances that they were able to predict in, uh, in our current society. And that movie is V for Vendetta. And we had a little bit of a conversation, but we thought it'd be good um, to revisit something like that. And in fact, man, this might be something we might be able to do as a segment going forward. Um, maybe we call it Back to the Future. Um, but it's an underrated film. Um, it's, it's incredible how relevant it is today. And, you know, it actually may even be something we could talk about possibly being something to think about for a remake given how many of the parallels that we see now going on in real life. Um, let's talk about that for a little bit. I'm going to play the devil's advocate and say, I don't think it needs a remake. Mm. Like, just because of the fact that just watching it, like I watched it, what, last night, this morning, something like that. And just watching it now is still, like, so relevant. Like, to the point where if you really wanted to, you can pick the personalities in the movie and apply them to political people mm-hmm. here in the U.S. now. Like, you can literally go, oh, wait, that's that person. Like, I'm going to say it because, and I hope you hear me. 
What is his name? <laughs> um, the reporter that he killed in the yeah, beginning. Yeah. Like, yeah. yo, that's Sean Hannity. Like, all the way, yeah. 100%. That's Sean Hannity, dude. Like, Jay, you know what bug, bugged me out watching it again? What? They actually have a stand-in for George Floyd. Yes, I saw that. That, I it was a too. little girl. Where he it killed a little, little girl. girl. Yes. But it like bugged me out how accurate. It I have that oh, in my yeah, notes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that was that movie was eerie. And then he oh, turned oh, around oh. and showed the badge too. So he was literally yep. he killed him and then was like, No, I'm justified. I he killed her and was like, I'm justified. I got a badge. And they was like, nah, that don't work no more, homie. Yeah, and that was the stupid thing someone did that was yes. the straw that broke the camel's back and literally sort of um was the the, the match mm-hmm. that sparked the the yeah. you know the, the uprising. first domino yeah yeah it's, it's so, a little bit of history repeating itself because i think it was guy fawkes night and they had like it's their own story it's like it really happened at some point in life you know with humans so it's well, like we yeah but it, it didn't really happen it was more so he was representative of someone against the establishment yeah, and V sort of took that identity to do the same thing. But in terms of the film, we see a lot of those circumstances literally playing out in real life. So, so my question then, but who is the V today? Who, who is the real V? Hmm. See, so that, so, no, so that's- we have one. There hasn't been one yet. There isn't one yeah. yet. Like, I mean, and I don't think we're at the point where they were in that film, where England was in that film. Yeah, that, that right. film still would have to. I mean, it was a little further along. Like we were all that. That was real, you know, martial law. That was definitely mm-hmm. quarantine, where you couldn't leave the city. Like this is, yeah. we're not there yet. But mm-hmm. right now, yeah. but it's crazy how close we are. It's we're all the real V. If you look at it's the movie, everybody's a V. It took everybody collectively to be a V. And well, he, he had to he had to inspire them to that though. Right, right. That's, that's right now the closest thing to that would be like Stephen Jackson. Mm, I'm gonna say Superman. Just because. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> hey, Rob. Hey, hey, please, please stop drinking before we record this. He had some nuke. Right, right, right. Hey. Yeah, but but <laughs> on a serious note, though, but how dope is it that um, Alan Moore's writing still resonates after all this time? I mean, he might be you know, off the books and crazy and nuts, but like not just V for Fendetta, but we had Watchmen and even like, you know, oh, right. um, his rendition with Killing Joke. But, you know, when Lindelof took Watchmen, he still took a lot of those core concepts. And yeah. even that you see parallels to what we're going on with today. So he just had two um, comic books, you know what I mean? Which is crazy that um, have inspired all these different type of movies and shows that are still timely in today. So it's, it's crazy. Dude, genius is a step away from insanity. Yeah, no be a doubt. little crazy to be able to create like that. Yeah, and I forgot he did League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I know that didn't wasn't necessarily a great movie, but I think the comic book was pretty uh, good. The comic, book, I remember. the comic book yeah. was excellent. Yeah, that one. But yeah, I don't know that whole that whole. They have a name for it with with, with movies predict the future. It's a, it's a name for it. I don't know the name of it. Um, go maybe get back to the future that because rain, rain, reindeer games did the same thing with the twin towers. Y'all so, know that? So, uh, 
So we were talking about time travel and whether it existed. It's perhaps Alan Moore has created time travel, Julian. Maybe that's why hey, he's able. To, maybe that's why his writing is so poignant. Yeah. <laughs> it's you gotta get in touch yeah. with Michael J. Fox. That, that, <laughs> Mr. Awkward. Okay. <laughs> what? Um, and there was. Awkward. And there was. I felt like we gotta make it like Captain Awkward Man. <laughs> Just to put the man. cap on it. Definitely a superpower. Brings a conversation to the halt in a single bound. <laughs> So we talked about uh, Charlize Theron earlier, you know, and the fact that she's promoting her new film, The Old Guard. They actually had a trailer that released recently. Uh, did you all get to see it? Yeah, I, I saw it. I was able to check it out. Okay. Yeah, that Old Guard trailer looks really interesting, really intriguing to me. I, I think that, uh, that I'm interested to see where they're going with the story because it seems, uh, it seems like there's some type of reanimation and added superpowers that come with the characters in the movie. And that could mm-hmm. go a lot of different ways. It could be really cheesy or it could be really good. Yeah. I thought, uh, um, I thought I was watching, uh, you know, a special ops team led by, you know, a woman and they were going to be good at tactical strategy and things right. like that and fighting maybe like, I don't know, um, cartels or something like that. And then right. when, they, when they brought in that supernatural element, I was like, Oh, this is different. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Definitely, definitely intriguing. Yeah. And then I don't know if y'all heard it, and, and probably not. I might, maybe Rob, but uh, um, I, I listened to her interview on Howard Stern, and, and she actually said one of the things that I know me and Life have gone over before, like she's not just going to do moves just because um, they look cool. She actually wanted to make them, you know, tactically sound to things that like a woman might do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not going to be you know, her overpowering somebody that's the size of the rock. She's going to do things like eye scratches and groin strikes Thank and things God like that. For that. that more, Yo. you know, she, um, she is one of my favorite African-Americans. <laughs> True that. <laughs> but yeah, so I'm excited about that just to see what the combat looks like and if that's actually going to be true to form. Because I, I think her goal is to kind of be like the new female action star. And I don't know what that comparable is today maybe like the rock but like i guess maybe a a female john wick kind of a little late i think it's kind of some of the things we were talking about earlier with mackie i think she has a little bit more juice in the game now because mm-hmm. i think she's writing and producing some of these shows and and movies oh, okay. and stuff now oh, so okay. she's trying to put okay. herself in the forefront because she's producing her own product is what what it looks like or sounds like to me yeah not for nothing she's a dope actress though for real like she got acting chops. Like she's she not, really does. She's not yeah. just a pretty woman who gets right. roles because of this and that. She yeah, really she gets tough. busy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we'll see how it goes because it is Netflix though. It's so always got the you know nervousness yeah. in the now background. She, she, they, when Netflix is good, they're really good. Yeah, but when, when they're they not, suck, they suck. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Y'all want to know what's funny? I actually want it, and it's funny that she might actually want to keep doing this action hero thing because mm. I actually she was actually my favorite choice for Captain Marvel, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she, she would have been good. She so might have been I, a little old, but yeah, she definitely my, my has that presence, and she definitely has that you know um, presence that um, I can't remember the girl's name that messed it all up, but that she didn't Brie have. Larson. Like I just Brie Larson. Like I just didn't believe it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and I know yeah, it don't work yeah. with the timeline and all that, but right. I guess I'm gonna get on my feminist tip for a second. Uh-oh. It's odd that we we don't have that issue when Robert Downey 
or somebody like even Mark Ruffalo comes in at 50, 52 years old. Well, Sylvester Stallone, he's 97. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, we, no we, we hate when Sylvester Stallone does. We want him to sit down. Right. <laughs> But an older woman, Charlize, to her credit, she still look good, you know? Yeah. So it's yeah. like, well, she, you know, she gonna she, die looking good. Right. right. So, yeah. you know, again, we 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 kind of like might have been able to live with her as right. Captain Marvel for yeah. maybe yeah. 10 I mean, more years. They, they can and make, her, feel they can make her look younger. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel your point, but, you know, the only difference is, is like source material wise, we've seen older banners and we've seen older Tony Starks. But, right. you know, Captain Marvel, that iteration was, you know, still relatively new. And where necessarily and, her, and where her story starts, she can't be 40-something. Exactly. You know, yeah, you know, she's like, supposed to be She's supposed yeah, to be a soldier. So, right. yeah. But I get your point. Not necessarily for that character, but yeah, there should be more flexibility in that for, you know, some of these um, roles cool. for some of the yeah. female heroes. Loth being a defender for all women out there. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Political love. Loth like those scissors kicks. <laughs> so, I mean, I, they, they do, I don't want to see a movie. Remember how when Peppermint landed with that helmet on in, in um, Endgame? I don't want a moment like that, like, just to show me that you're a powerful woman. Like, just blow somebody in off. And I like, just yeah, believe that, it. That has been sort of my critique, too. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick of seeing women. I, I mean, I think when you do inclusion, right, it should be organic to yeah. do to do real justice to whoever is being now included. So it's no different than back in the day when we would see a, a random what we call yeah. me and James called tokens, <laughs> token black brother man in a movie, but yeah. none of the people in the in the crew he's with he would be hanging with. Right, None, right. The None way at he, all. Right. None at all. And then right. they over, like they overdo it with his blackness. Right. And then he's with a bunch of yuppies and people that's like, you know what I mean? That would never hang with a dude right. that black. So yeah. you knew it wasn't real. Yeah, so now we've been when you talking see about these, it for years. Hey, now you see these women who are 120 pounds. They literally are fighting 17 big bodyguard dudes and right. they're throwing them across the room. They yeah. one kick sending them 17 feet across. <laughs> exactly. It's like, nah, that ain't real. Uh-uh. Yeah. Right. You know, I one agree. of the best I movies agree. that did it, and it's crazy because it's so old now, was Alien. Like, again, it, it had that, um, you know, organic yes. feminist kind of role with Ridley. Yeah. And even, was it Yafat Kodo? That yep. was, you know, like that whole crew was diverse, but it yep. didn't feel forced. Like they just felt like a bunch of guys that were- Vasquez. Uh, yeah, like they and were just all on the rig. You know what I'm I mean? I'm almost Doing sure Vasquez was supposed to be gay. Yeah, oh, so, definitely. So it the, didn't have to be said. It was just, you just like, knew again, it. authentically yep. organic. Yeah. And they was just yeah. diverse. Yeah. 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 Props to Ridley Scott yeah. and Cameron for that. Because if you really Classic. think about it, even uh, Terminator was the same thing. Like Sarah Connor, like nobody complained about Sarah Connor and Terminator too. Like there's right. no yeah. way. Like it just felt natural. Like, right. all right, yeah, this is a right. natural progression. And this is how um that character would play out and it was realistic like she wasn't like doing crazy stuff she did things that were tactical yeah. right on true true indeed yeah another dope trailer that i seen come out um recently is for our favorite show one of our favorite shows the boys so yeah. now they got season two and they dropped yeah. the first trailer man did y'all get a chance to check that out absolutely i never absolutely. seen one so someone what? can tell me why i should watch it Doodle is all, it is excellent. The first two minutes of the first episode. All right, so so, so we know Rob loves superheroes, right? And you also love like DC characters. Superman is your favorite. 
and and Transformers and Street Fighter. Right. Let's not forget, hey, Rob loves that. <laughs> what, what what the boys tries to do is really put those characters in a real world context and does it in a way that takes away the innocence from these characters as well. It exposes those characters to, to real psychology. What would happen if you had all this power? You probably wouldn't be a Boy Scout. You'd probably <laughs> be somebody that'd be more like a dictator and be like, yeah, y'all can't do nothing with me. I'm going to do whatever I want to do. Right. And I'm going to abuse the power that I had. Right. And then there's money and like <clears throat> military influence and government influence on these characters. So it's like fame. fame what that does yeah. to a person who, you know, again, is just a, a superhero. So I like the story of Red Sun a little bit. No, not at all. It's more. It's more like. It's more like a realistic, like Laf was saying, a realistic touch on JLA. Because mm-hmm. even in the the team that they sort of focus in on the story, they all mirror members of the JLA. They do. Yeah, they yep. do. And, and it's, so it gives you a, a psychological look almost at what Superman would really be like. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's closer to Brightburn than it yes. is. Yeah. 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 You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's so, HBO Max, right? No, 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 no this Amazon is on uh, yeah, Amazon. Amazon, yep. Amazon yeah. And, and Amazon Prime does very well with their shows. Yeah, they yeah, they yeah. hit on a lot of them joints. Yeah, they they hit on a lot on, of those they... joints. Yeah. And I, I and I and I'll tell you if you watch two episodes of The Boys you, and you tell me you what you not going to finish the whole series. Yeah, you, you going to you on that nuke. You, you are still on that nuke. And then yeah, the comic was so good too, man. And again, you get these uh prolific writers, man, that have these concepts and it is awesome to see this day and age where the stuff is actually being produced and produced well like you know when we were kids and stuff man and you see like the old spider-man and captain america and stuff like to see some of these concepts that came out in the 90s and 2000s is dope but rob you'll definitely like it mm-hmm. um yeah. and again like one of the things that i like like Loft mentioned fame too is like not just the government influence but of course superheroes are going to be superstars you know what i mean yeah. like if superheroes really exist they would have merchandising they would have fame and some of the trappings that come with fame, like, you know, we all know, especially with all the stuff with Twitter and everything mm-hmm. we see kind of pull back the curtain on Hollywood. And this kind of pulls back the curtain on what superheroes would be like in that Hollywood status. So yeah, it's like John, crazy stuff. Like John, John, let me ask you. If yep. if you're if you're Clark Kent, are you gonna take a, a job working in media making sixty thousand dollars nope. and living off that? Because no. nobody, nobody's paying you because you caught them from falling off a bridge. They're not giving you any money. That's you know right. what I mean? So, Still got to eat. Right. So that's the thing. Like, am I going to know? I mean, I could just break this bank. Or <laughs> right. <laughs> right. right. And it's violent and funny, too. So that's right yeah. up your alley, Rob. Yeah. So, so he, he started with the question, though, which was the trailer. And I think we didn't see much of Black Noir. AKA Snake Eyes, right? In the first, AKA in the first season, so <laughs> so now so now we actually get an opportunity to see a little bit of what he can do, and I'm telling you, just from the trailer alone, I'm blown away. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm ready cool. for it. Yeah, yeah and and speaking good. of that, AKA right, and and I think mm-hmm. Dane mentioned it earlier too, and James, just the notion that these guys really or these characters reflect 
you know, sort of like a lot of what we might have seen in JLA. Mm-hmm. Um, I even think about Pop Claw being sort of like a, a rendition of Wolverine. Right. And yeah. I think that they, the fact that they did that is like, it adds a layer of dopeness in my opinion. So they could have just come up with as many random superheroes as they could. But I like the fact that I think about those characters when I see them. Marv, right, or Maeve reminds me of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. It's like, how would she be in the real world? Homelander being like Superman. Yeah. It's like I, I think that's that's a cool way to do it. And the fact that they the fact that they were able to do that and basically mirror the JLA almost to a T and still not infringe upon mm-hmm. like Homelander didn't infringe upon Superman. Like, yeah. you know, maybe didn't infringe upon Wonder Woman. It was still like, you know, hey, guess what? Like you know, you know who this is. But so we don't have to tell you this is Superman. You know this exactly. Is yeah. You wrote this to be Superman, but Superman ain't all what he's cracked up to be. Like, right? You're the most powerful. Nobody is in real life. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And that's why. Um, and that's one of the reasons a lot of the Netflix shows, like Ozark. Ozark, in my opinion, was the best, hands down, one of the best shows on Netflix. And I think we talked about it in one of the episodes, one of the previous episodes, is the fact that it it gave you both sides of the hero. There was no real hero yeah. in Ozark. Right. And so the boys Everybody does in that, that jail is bad yes. guy. Right. And it, <laughs> the boys does that too. It gives yeah. you the bad side of the superhero. It gives you- Either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become yes. a villain. I think right. we, exactly. yeah, I, I think we, yeah. yeah. Has, has anybody else read the comic? The actual boys comic? Mm-hmm. Nope. Yeah. I it's good now, though. Yeah, it's definitely worth a read if y'all enjoyed this. And they probably not going to get into it because it'll get convoluted, but they actually, in the comic, get into some of, like, the other teams. So, you know, like a Teen Titans or, like, an X-Men type group. So it's like, you know, they're the JLA, but there's still these other groups that are trying to be up and coming. And I think they touched on it with – what's the young girl that's the recruit to join the team? Mm-hmm. Like she was part of one of those younger teenage groups. So um, uh, I'm, I'm curious to see if they get more into some of the, you know, up and coming teen groups, because it's, you know, that, that also so, was interesting in the comic. Starlight. So let me ask you, so let me ask Starlight. you this. Yeah. Starlight. Okay. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this. Do you have those comics? Because we can talk offline about that. <laughs> I do actually. Well, I got the, uh, the trays. Okay. Um, yeah, I got a couple of them. Man, look, well, I'm ready for that. Whenever y'all got them, shoot, scan them and send them to me. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I can have a digital copy. You can't scan them, that's illegal. No, you can't <laughs> scan them, that's illegal. So, <laughs> man, this has been another episode of the Black Cinematic Universe. We have had a great time. Man, check us out on all streaming platforms where you get your podcast. We out. Peace. Peace. Uh-huh.